0: By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and WestPlex 1071. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It is a whole new show this morning. Why is it a whole new show this morning? Because it's a new day. It's a new week. It's a new month. Everything into one. Everything in one. What's what we're calling call it right now. Let me see if this is going to work. Hold on a minute. Are you there? You know what? I'm going to have one of these days I can tell already. Are can you, you th- hear me? Okay, try it again. Hold on just a minute. You know what? I'm having some I'm having major technical difficulties this morning. You know what? Hold on a minute. It will help if I plug the right thing. It's my damn fault. Hold on a minute. Let me do this. Now you should be able to hear me. Do you hear me?
0: I can hear you. I heard you fine before.
1: Well, I got a problem on my end. I don't know. The problem is a loose nut behind the controls. That's what the problem is. <laughs> I don't know what... Nuts and bolts. I don't know what to tell you on the other thing. Ah. Uh, I get a, my connection is too weak. Please try again. I'm on fiber. How can it be too weak? You know what I mean? Let me try this.
0: I do know what you mean. Do you want me to try to call you again?
1: No, apparently it's on my end. I don't quite understand what's going on in this. But anyway, let's let's, uh, go through it and see what the hell happens. I've never had that happen before. In all the years we've done this show, I've never had it come up, my connection is too weak. You know, maybe the boys. It
0: comes up all the time on mine.
1: Well, that's because it's you, right?
0: I do have a loose <laughs> connection somewhere. That is not it, a lie. It's <laughs>
1: because it's you, not because it's me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it has to do with with bandwidth and stuff like that. But I've got like huge amounts of bandwidth here, and it shouldn't have any problem. Let me try one more time. Hold on a minute. We'll do this as I'm typing. Uh, is
0: that like an IBM?
1: No keyboard. I wish it were an IBM keyboard. They don't. You know, those were the best. Key- I don't care what any You know. Once again, boys and it's girls, the click. If you've never experienced the original IBM keyboards, which I say were the world's best keyboards, you know when IBM made it. Of course, they didn't make it; somebody else made it for them. But uh,
0: God, I mean, they were they were tough, and and it was the click. You know, it's like you wanted the click.
1: Tell me about it. Hold on a minute. Let me do this. Let me do this. Do this. Do this. Nope, it's not going to work. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea hmm. whatsoever. Hold on a minute, let me I've rebooted. Well,
0: isn't that a coinky thing?
1: Yeah, it's never happened before. Hold on, let me do this. Let me do this. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, ha, ha ha ha. Okay, hold on a minute. That was pretty funny though, you have to admit. Hold on, let me let me just double <laughs> Let me just double check my email. Me, oh, I just cracked myself up. Let me double check my, my connection cuz I think I've got a good strong connection. Do you want me to reboot my computer? No, it's on my end. Yeah, you know things are just like popping right up I put it into a, a, a domain You know um, on on uh, the internet and bang it just pops right up there. So it's not it's not Anything to do with my interconnect internet connection is some yeah bang I mean I just types, you know, I type and click enter and like within a half second I get a big monstrous website that loads. Let me look at this one, one more test site Uh Yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, I've got tons of bandwidth. I mean, it's just, this thing's just firing off. What do you have
0: playing in the background?
1: What do I have playing in the background? I don't have anything playing in the background. What are you talking about? Isn't this interesting? We we're talking about, about all this crazy weird stuff.
0: You have something <laughs> playing in the background.
1: I do not. What do I have playing in the background?
0: Well, it's not on now.
1: Hold on a minute. I'm a holding you know what I think I just figured out what my problem was um, talk for a couple of minutes okay
0: okay let me see what can I talk about I want to talk about what you the what you said on the air yesterday and you had offered up the people that were uh, affected by the flood their businesses that you would give them a a month's free advertising, no strings attached, just to get them back out in the community and let people know how they're doing. And um, did anybody take you up on that? Oh, he's not in there. Okay, so anyway, he did say that, Brad Hildebrand did say that, the owner of the stations, that um, with the flood last week, That anybody that has been affected by that flood, um, they're best to call Brad up, 314 280 8880, and he will, or you can call myself as well. Um, And then we will give you, Brad will give you a month's free worth of advertising while you are cleaning up while you are back in business whatever it takes
1: hi okay you there i'm here here. okay hold on i got two things going at the same time okay i have to turn that off Okay. Let's do
0: this. Got to do this. That's right, bit that's, of right, that. that's right. That's right. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, yes. Three one four two eight zero eight 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 zero. Free advertising for a month. If you've been affected by the flood, uh, and you know, once again, it doesn't have to be the complete. If
0: complet- your business has been affected by
1: the flood. If if you personally have been affected by the flood, come on here. Tell us about you know. We'll talk about you for a month. Hey, this is Jim Smith, and I want to talk about the fact that my baseball card collection got destroyed in my basement during the flood. Uh, you know, that's fine. I don't care. I mean, you know, anybody who you know, we can tra- because somebody may have like, for example, there's an example baseball card, baseball card collection. He he may say, and I lost my fifty-two Willie Mays card, and I want to, uh, you know, want to get another one. Somebody may say, I got a fifty-two Willie Mays card that I can give him. Right, it's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> it's only ten thousand dollars. Okay. Um. Uh, anyway, that's when baseball cards meant something. Well, you know. You know, that's an I- interesting point you just made. Do people still collect baseball cards? Who knows? I mean, with with the internet and everything like that, I mean, I thought it would be NFTs. You know, like, oh, going to get an NFT. You know, which is interesting because who was it the big computer guru came out and said, eh, they're a ripoff. I, I, I never could understand the NFT thing. I, get I don't what, know what that is. Well, a non-fungible token. And essentially the what? idea, it's a non-fungible. You don't know about this?
0: No, you don't know I don't a, even know what a fungible is.
1: You don't know what a what an NFT is. An no. NFT is something that you can generate on the internet that essentially is unique. So in other words, there's only one of them. We
0: do that every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But the idea being is that there's only one of them and you create it and then you can sell it. So in other words, it's almost like if you were an artist and you painted a picture, one picture uh-huh. And that's the only picture you painted. You didn't make twenty of them, uh, and you know are are like. Let's say you were a photographer, and you had this incredible picture, and you made one print of it. You never put that picture out there in the internet. You only had it in your camera, and you had it. You know, you you essentially printed it on your. Let's say you have a whole dark room set up, or or not even a dark room anymore, but you have a whole setup where you can actually print. You know. You know, photographic. Uh, you know, lab quality photographs, and you give a that that one one print to someone, and you sign it, and you say number one of one. That essentially is what a non fungible token is. But uh, non fungible token. Yes, NFT. You've
0: never. And h- how are they using that in this context?
1: They're selling things. In other words, like a guy will uh, like shoot, like do a video. And he'll set it up so that that's the only video that he won't put it on. See the problem. See you got to understand how this sort of came about is because once you put something on Facebook, if you've ever read their terms of service, you put it on Facebook, or Twitter, they own it. So in other words, you don't own that photograph anymore. I've got a couple pictures that I took that within like the last year, which were really cool pictures because I'm sort of a photographic dude, you know, and. I did not put them on Facebook on purpose because of the fact that I want to keep those as my own. Now, the only problem is I can enjoy it and nobody else can because of the fact that... I was
0: going to say, so... Right,
1: and nobody else can enjoy it. Who's
0: going to... uh...
1: Nobody, but me. Nobody's seen... there's, There's one picture I took of a sunset that was probably even i was like whoa that's cool you know but yet i'm going like you know if i put that on the internet if i put that on my facebook page pretty soon you know it'll be shared and people will copy it and there'll be a gazillion of those pictures bouncing around it's like like for example i'll tell the story of my picture which has been stolen and is now the logo for a brewery in downtown washington
0: i know about that
1: yes i took a picture of the old washmo bridge and and put it up on uh, you know on my face I put it on up on on washmobridge.com which by the way I you know I was a stupid idiot I forgot to renew that and somebody else grabbed it away from me so now that domain is now washmobridgesplural.com okay. I had a picture that oh, I took Brad. that I was only, that I could have only taken it because of the fact, and here's the weird story behind it, there was no traffic on the bridge. This is the old bridge going, the 47 bridge into Washington. There was no traffic on the bridge, and because of the fact, this was the flood of like, I don't know, three or four years ago or something like that, and the the highway was closed, and I got special permission from MoDOT to go across the highway because I had to, check on the crap transmitter site. So I got special permission to go across the bridge. Nobody else was on the bridge. No traffic on the bridge. I had to clear two Modoc checkpoints, drive down to the transmitter site, come back up. And on the way back up, I thought to myself, isn't this cool? You know, the bridge was It was raining, and the bridge, you know, the water was on the, the deck, and it was sort of reflective, and it was sort of an overcast day. And the, the thing where I know this is sort of interesting about it is I had to stand in a particular place, and I probably took 30 different shots to get the thing just framed up perfectly, so I was, so I, it was like one of those vanishing, you know, like vanishing, uh, you know, vanishing point, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you do things, I do. when you do things in art class, if you drew perspective, you know, the way yeah. the way it was supposed to work, that there's a vanishing point where everything goes at that point. I did it perfectly. Okay, then along comes this brewery, which, by the way, originally came out with a name, and I can't remember what they called themselves, the Old Bridge Brewery, and they got sued over a trademark infringement because somebody else already had oldbridgebrewery.com, or well, I can't remember what the deal was. Okay. So anyway, I contacted the guy, and I said, look, I don't want to cause a fight with you. You know, no big deal, but you know what? You sort of took my picture, and that's my picture, and you you're turned to whoa, we didn't take it from you. So he tells me they went down to the washington um, historical society and there's and he showed me the picture he took a picture of it. here's the picture with you not the same picture because it was framed differently and i said that's not the same they but we,
0: could have cropped it
1: no 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 no. it was the way it was taken because it was very hard this is this is what i had to get i'm standing on a bridge i'm standing on a bridge it's like what half mile long okay and i had to get the camera perfectly lined up so i was exactly in the center of the bridge you know left to right and then i had to get it set up exactly so i was you know the camera was 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 perfectly horizontal because the beams on the bridge are horizontal so in other words i had to get it perfectly framed so that i was in the center of the bridge and the horizon, you know, the bridges were, you know, the the you know the, the the tops of the of the the you know the superstructure were horizontal. And then I had to get it so that I had to had the camera at a precise angle so that I had the exact same symmetry in both sides. In other words, I was perfectly shooting down the center of that bridge. It probably took me twenty frames to get it perfectly done. Okay, mm-hmm. the picture that he... so what were modot?
0: No, sitting no, no, they're watching you. No, no,
1: no, no. The picture that he showed me was not framed the same way. And he goes, well, here's a picture we took. We got it down the historical side. They'd say they can use it. I go, no, that's not the same picture. Oh, well, yeah, it is. I go, you know, I'm not going to argue with it. You know, but once again. But see, I, I never put that picture out on 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 the internet other than on Washmo Bridges or washmobridge.com, and there's a copyright notice on that website. that All, you know, all uh, pictures. Because, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, washmobridges.com, when they put the new bridge up, I did almost every, at least sometimes every day, went down and took pictures of the construction. So in other words, if you, you go to that site did. and there's, I don't know how I many, there's hundreds and hundreds of pictures on there from the day they started construction to the day they had the grand opening ceremony that you and I walked out on the bridge. I shot pictures of the bridge, videos, a lot of videos on there yep. as well too. You did. Hundreds of pictures and hundreds of videos. And once again, this guy just, oh, we took it. No, no. But you know what? I'm not going to argue with him. It's to the point where it's like, you know what? Like you know, life's life short. You got to you know. And and they, and once again, they got in trouble with the original name, and they had to rename the the brewery. I don't even know what's there anymore. It was on Front Street. For all I know, it may be the world's best brewery. You know, it's our or you know, you should go call on them because you love those microbrews, shelly Shelley's in love with microbreweries. Shelley, I am. Shelley thinks that microbreweries are going to take over the world, and that one day we won't go to the White House or the Capitol Building. We'll go to microbrews to have legislation done. Right.
0: Well, you know, they probably get along better, first of all. (sighs) And second of all, I do love microbrews. But you don't like beer. I do like some beer. I like their cider better.
1: Explain that to me. Why is someone who likes, that'd be like someone who doesn't like wine who goes goes to the wineries. Okay, I don't quite understand that.
0: Because they have cider.
1: At the wineries?
0: Oh, yeah. But they have cider over at this microbrew I go to.
1: So why don't you go to a cider? Why don't you go to a micro cider place?
0: Because I like the ambiance at this micro
1: place. So, and then you like the ambiance of, of Sugar Fire, too, which you keep telling me. Hey, hey, day, hey, any, any stop. day They're, they're going to be doing a big ad campaign with it, right? Any day now. Ugh. Any day. Any day. You
0: know, they lost the St. Charles store.
1: What do you mean they lost it? They found it? They can't find in it? In
0: the fund? In the flood?
1: Where was the St. Charles store? I don't, I don't even, know. I don't even know where the St. Charles store was. Was it down on Main Street or something? No, it wasn't on Main Street. Main Street didn't flood.
0: I I, I don't know the answer they to that question, the question, but St. I'll find Charles out. They lost the
1: St. Charles store. I don't are you are you Okay, I don't I don't anyway. What is your problem? Shelly throws things out sometimes that have gone like Okay, let me think about that for about a, a year, <laughs> and I'll get back to you.
0: <laughs> and you do. We're circle back.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I'm circle back. He's Zaki. Mr.
0: Circle Back. Circle... Remember what you told me what did I tell four you? years ago on a don't,
1: Tuesday? Don't believe a word I say. Okay, just... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's my fault.
1: <laughs> See, that's that's my crazy m- mind that I can remember my credit card number from my very first credit for, card number, 4672-009, uh, 4672-009048. No, maybe I can't remember. I can still. Let me think about that for a minute. I can still remember all the call signs when I was a dispatcher, KRA-569, KTS-606, KCZ-924, and WBG-434. I can still remember all those. 4672 four four six seven six six four six seven two six six zero zero You know what? I forgot my credit card number. I used to be able to recite that one. Man, I'm getting Uh old. Something wrong with me. Okay. We have to take a break. It is 630. It's at about that time. It's about that time. Are you there? It is.
0: (laughs) Of course I'm here.
1: You know what? What? It's been a tough morning already. Hold on.
0: Oh, Ah. I'm sorry, Bunky. I
1: can open up my Mountain Dew. Yes.
0: Just fixes everything in the world, doesn't it?
1: Breakfast of Champions. Okay. Shelley says things that I have to confirm from time to time. I'm like I'm like the smartest woman in the world. The smartest woman in the world says my lips are moving, I'm lying. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Uh anyway. You were saying the I'm thinking to myself, where's their sugar fire in St. Charles? It's the second sugar fire, and it's down on Elm Point. And you say it's flooded out, that's what you say?
0: I heard that they lost it, yes.
1: Um, which could be. You know, that's a low spot down there. It's off of 370. They're at um, where, where the official address. Is. Let me see. Where's the address? Hold on a minute. Let me see. If i fine. This official address is. Uh, hold on a minute. My goofy, stupid phone. 3150 Elm Point Industrial Drive. Uh, 63301. It says it's closed, but of course it would be closed right now. They don't open this early. Uh, yeah. So anyway, you say. See if, Where is that? Elm Point Industrial Drive? Yeah. It's down off of 370. It's just, it's just to the south of three seventy.
0: On what exit, Fourth Street?
1: What? Which exit? Yeah. It's the. I think it's on the Elm. The Elm. Elm exit. I think that's what it is. Isn't it an Elm? Somewhere down I there. I don't
0: know where Elm is at.
1: Well, here, Shelly, If you go, open up your little phone.
0: Are you really going to talk? No.
1: And Google. Mm, no. And ignore. What I want. I'm. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. It's, it's on 370. It's, hold on. Let me, let me zoom in here. Okay. It's across the... It's near the Elm Point Animal Hospital. It shows right here. It's on, yeah, it's on Elm Street, but it sits back off of Elm Point Industrial, which is a little road that runs off of Elm. So you get off at 370 at the Elm exit, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, if you go north... That turns into Newtown, they change that. So if you go if you get if you're going west on three seventy, you get off of the exit ramp, bottom of the exit ramp, if you make a left, you're on Elm. If you make a right, you're on uh, you're on uh, Newtown Boulevard. And okay. you go so you you go left, you go down the street, you pass the wall greens, where the greens are wall, uh, the walls are all green, and then you go it would be the second traffic light, you make a right, and then you make a left, and that's sugar fire. And you say they're, they are they've got sh- flooded out, right? Yep. Okay. It says, according to the internet, it says Sugar Fire is the second child in the Sugar, family, uh, Sugar Fire family. Shelly the third child in the Sugar Fire family after the original Olivet location opened in 2012. You know, I'm going to say something which may get getting me in trouble, but I'm going to say- Well, then why are you going to say it? Know, I've got this weird brain in more ways than one. That when I get hyped on things, I remember going to the original Sugar Fire location in, in Olivet, right there in Olive, just, yes. just west of 170. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And I liked it, and then and nobody was talking about it. I sort of found it by by accident. I went there one time by myself, and I thought to myself, this is good, you know. And it's then I went, good. I went a couple more times, and then everybody, oh my god, Sugar Fire, Sugar Fire, and all of a sudden it didn't taste as good anymore. You know what I mean? And I can't even I tell you
0: talk to someone, man.
1: No, I'm telling you, if I get hyped on something, I have not probably eaten at sugar fire in three years. Okay. Three years. It's been, you know, figure the pandemic. I know I didn't, I haven't eaten there since the pandemic's been over, but you know, let's, let's say they were, you know, they, they were like not in business or shut down for like two years or whatever it was. So it's probably been a good three years since eating at that point. And last time I ate at one was the one there in Winghaven just south of uh, 364, okay? Have you been to the one in in Wentzville? Uh, no, still? no, I haven't been to any of them. because Beautiful. In three years, I haven't been to any of them. Because, yeah, because they
0: have a volleyball sand court as now, well.
1: having said that, when my son was in town, I don't know, a month or so ago, and he took me out to lunch, and we went to Pappy's, we went to the original Pappy's, in the central i don't know if you call that the central west end but you know off of olive there you you know i've been every you know i'm talking about the original pappies okay you stand in line forever i mean the line goes outside the building it's like okay this better be good i was never so disappointed in my life to me it was like okay i mean like i think i could do better than this and i'm a terrible cook you know i cook frozen pizzas that's what i cook it was just really disappointing i'm going like I don't quite get it. I don't understand it. Why? Why did I stand in line for forty-five minutes to have this food? It was just like, uh, it was okay. Uh. You know, people going, "Oh my God, this is so good." I'm <laughs> going, you know. See, I have a feeling. Yeah, but you have the palate of a
0: four-year-old.
1: No, I, but once again, it's not that. It's my brain. It's like, it's like over the weekend somebody's. I only had a brain. Somebody, that's true. <laughs> somebody said to me, "Have you gone see the new, the new Maverick, the new Top Gun movie?" I go, "Nope, not going to see it." What? You're not going to see it? No, because I'll be thoroughly disappointed in it. So
0: I had a friend that posted up
1: that she had went and saw that. Yeah. And um,
0: did not get good reviews. Well, but see, because it's but then been... I had other people that said it was just amazing.
1: See. It's gotten so much hype. You think that Tom Cruise is going to come out, out, of the, out of the the, the screen. He's going to w- come out of the screen, walk down the aisle, shake my hand, say, Brad, I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the movie, and we'll go back into the screen. Okay? That's the kind of hype it's gotten. And, you know, I don't get into that kind of stuff. You know, it's to the point where it's like, I don't, you know, it's to the point where my, I guess it's my, you're going to laugh when I say this, is my BS alarm goes off to the point where it's like, okay, I just get so much BS. Okay, done done with that it's like for example there's a political client who shall remain nameless mike carter who's on like every other radio station except for ours and to the point where i'm going like you know what i wonder if that's going to backfire in him because he's like, i wonder
0: if it's a personal thing
1: no 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 i mean i mean the idea being is sometimes you can you can go too far it's just like sometimes we had and you've had this happen before we've had advertisers come to us and go i want my ad to run three times an hour 12 hours a day for 42 weeks and we'll go you know what you don't think that's a good idea we'll make a lot of money on you yeah that'll be nice we'll be able to buy our new ferrari but that's not a good Mm -hmm. idea because what happens is gets to a point where i'll give you a perfect example there was an ad that ran on this radio on ksoq years ago and it was for a mortgage company. Matter of fact, you and I went and talked to that guy, Don Miller. Remember the guy, what's Hometown Equity, I do. Hometown no equity Mortgage? Hometown. He Oops. had he had a phone number, and the commercial was nothing but the phone number for 60 for 55 seconds. It was a 60 second commercial. It was 55 seconds of the of the of the phone number. Okay. And then at the end, hometown equity mortgage. You know, we make dreams come true, whatever it was. Okay. We had people after about two or three days we had people calling the radio station please stop running that ad it's driving me crazy if you don't stop running that ad i'm going to turn your radio station off it was so in your face that it it it, it passed that point of being uh oh, hometown equity more you got you know got to the point where people would saying i literally i answer the phone and people go you know what you play that ad Twice an hour, and it's that stupid guy, and it's it's a bunch of different people, you know. Hey, it's hometown equity mortgage, you know, eight whatever that it was, you know, eight hey, five 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 one two one two five five five, five one two one two five, five 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 one two one two, and it got to the point where people were calling and saying, if I had a gun to my head, I wouldn't get a mortgage from hometown equity mortgage, you know. So it it hit that point because it was so obnoxious. Now, the problem on that is. I think the Mike Carter thing got that way. There's certain radio stations, you listen to it, the ad runs three times an hour. Three times an hour. Okay? That's a pretty good chunk of change. Well, he he spent... See, (laughs) interesting story on that. I read the story over the weekend. Talked about how he claims... You know what? Talk about this next break. I don't quite understand the reasoning, what he said. It's to the point where he says... He said that... He, he spent $500,000, a half million of his own money because he didn't want anybody to be, you know, uh, beholden. He didn't want to be beholden to anybody. In other words, hey, I'm going to give you $10,000 for your campaign. And remember me when you get elected because I need a couple of favors, which is how it normally works. But then yes. he threw the curve, which I'm going like, okay, isn't that the same thing? You know I mean? Didn't he essentially just do the exact same thing but do it backwards? And anyway, okay. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It is 646. Okay. It is BS. Dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. You can check out our website. Although I do believe it's going to be down for a couple of seconds. We're doing some upgrades um, on our um, on our entire internet system, not here, but uh, all our websites. So, did I tell you this already? No. All the websites come, come are probably going to be down sometime this morning, maybe for up to ten minutes. Okay. They have to upgrade some stuff in our server, so. Anyway, that's yeah. the scoop. Okay, I was talking about the Mike Carter thing because he talked about the fact, and I read this article over the weekend, that he spent $500,000, half a million of his own money. He's buying commercials. Of course, he won't buy in this station, but that's a whole other story. And, you know, I won't say anything about the fact that he's got a website called Make It in Missouri, but yet, where do the all, all the radio stations, the advertising, are on, all owned by big corporations out of the East Coast, but that's a whole other story. Um, anyway, he said the reason he's spending his own money is because he doesn't want to have anybody he doesn't want to be beholden to anybody but then he says if he gets elected he's going to have a big party where people can come and give him money and pay him back i'm going like, no hold it isn't that the same thing you know what i mean <laughs> is that like if you're not going to take money you're not going to take money but don't say you're not going to take money and then say but then after i'm elected you can give me money and everything will be great you know what i'm saying am i am i am i missing something there
0: actually after he's elected he he can't
1: well technically except he, he can because he's not sworn guess. in yet if he gets let's say he gets elected you know the way it works is is whoever wins tomorrow and a lot of these races we had mike elam explain it to us last week because of the primary system especially like in st charles and franklin county there's a lot of races that there's a republican there republicans are fighting it out And there is one or no Democrats registered. So pretty much whoever wins tomorrow, some races, you know, whoever wins tomorrow, that's it. There's nobody filed in the Democrats. In other words, even though you technically have to go to the polls in November and vote for somebody, they're already it. Get what I'm saying?
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so technically, if he wins tomorrow, he's it. And then... He could do whatever he wants until he gets sworn in. Any politician can. Think about that for a minute. If you won the election, like let's say the election—I don't know what it is it—November fourth or something like that. Okay, November fourth you win the election, but you get, don't get sworn in until January of the next year. Okay, you could go out and do all sorts of crazy stuff, and and you know still, hey, you know I wasn't in office. Well, you took money from. No, I wasn't in office. You know technically they're not because they're not in office until they get sworn in, right? So that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He essentially saying, I'm gonna have this party after winning the election, and people can give me money then. Okay, so so in other words, you you, you say you're not going to take money for your campaign for the primary because you don't want to be beholden to anybody. But yet you're saying you want to repay that loan to yourself. You're not investing. You're technically not investing five hundred thousand dollars of your own money. You want to have that money repaid by people who need favors. Isn't
0: that what he's saying? In a nutshell, yes.
1: Okay, whatever. Okay. speaking of that, I saw this story and I'm going like, I almost don't believe this story. It's so bad. Don't tell me.
0: I'll believe it. No, it's
1: so bad. It's 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 to the point where it's going like, okay, I get it, but it's it's crazy. This is this is a story about a lady. Her name is um her name is Amy de Geese. I guess it is D E capital G I S E D de Geese de Geese. Okay.
0: Mhm.
1: She hit a guy on a bicycle. She's a, she's a, uh, in New Jersey. her car? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or her she's, she's a Jersey City console woman, uh, and she's accused of plowing into cyclist Andrew Black and leaving the scene. They have video of it because they, the video, it's the, it's the camera system on the, on the, uh, the, you know, the, the traffic light system. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those traffic light I systems. I thought they
0: weren't using those anymore.
1: It depends on, on the jurisdiction. In this place, they have, they have video of and this, the freeze frame, I'm watching and looking at this, the freeze frame is, here's this guy on a bicycle, and he's just been hit by this black SUV, and he's going off his bicycle, across the hood of the car, onto the ground, he gets up, and the car just takes off. And guess who it is? It's Amy. <laughs> and, and, Shame. Yeah, it says, shocking video shows the moment a New Jersey console woman allegedly plowed down on bicycles. She's speeding through an intersection, kept going in an apparent hit-and-run accident. Uh, Talks about failing, uh, she's accused of failing to slow or stop her car after striking the cyclist at the intersection of Forest Street and Martin Luther King Drive last week in Jersey City. traffic camera video released by city officials on Tuesday afternoon shows the black SUV allegedly driven by De De DeGeese, striking a man on a bicycle in the middle of the intersection on July 19th without ever slowing down before leaving the scene. The man wearing a helmet, backpack, yellow shirt, and jean shorts flipped over, and slides over the uh, off the windshield and then onto the pavement after the impact. The video shows him slowly getting up afterward, his mangled bike laying on the opposite side of the street. Now, get this. Uh, the cyclist identified as 29-year-old Andrew Black, told police he had a green light in the right-of-way. NJ.com reported citing a crash report. In an interview with Hudson.Post, Black reiterated the he had the right-of-way and said he suffered deep bruising and anxiety crossing the street after the incident. WNBC reported the officials later said Black was mistaken and he did not have the green light, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so...
0: So how did he change his story like that?
1: No, 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 still he got hit. He got hit, hit and run, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then, and then he says, that someone of prestige would fall to a point where they would ignore the law, they're demanding uphold, and they are trying to clean our streets or whatever they're calling it. They can't even do it themselves. That really upsets me. Despite facing criticism, a spokesperson for De DeGeese told news outlets on Friday that the consulwoman would not resign. Here, <laughs> she hits this guy, almost kills him. Here, I'll continue. I, I'll read this quote. She essentially says, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care if I hit that guy and almost killed him. I'm not going to leave office. Is that crazy or what? It's pretty cray-cray. I mean, and once again, it's a, it's. A, I think it's a felony leaving the scene of an accident. I believe it is. Anyway, we got to take a break. It is 6.59. It's
0: probably a felony hitting
1: someone, too. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. By the way, our web address for uh, our show is BS.show. Isn't it amazing how that is? BS.show. Boy, I bought a new domain name last week, Shelly. God, What's that? So, oh, I can't tell you. I have to. I have to I have, I'm. I'm going to think what I'm going to do with it. It's one of my all-time favorite ones. I bought. <laughs> hmm <laughs> Okay, let me finish up this story. We talked about this before we took the break. We talked about this story. This was last happened last. Uh, well, the story came out last week. It happened earlier in July. Actually, you have to say it happened last month now because it's August now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lady, she's a city councilwoman in Jersey City, Jersey. She goes through an intersection, hits a guy in the, in the intersection on his bicycle. Um, she just takes off, doesn't even you know stop to see if he's okay, the whole bit. Um, and then, uh, despite facing criticism of spokespersons for De Geis, I'll call her De Geis. D-E-G-I-S-E, told news outlets on Friday that the councilwoman will not resign. Quote, Consulwoman De Geis was elected overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly just a few months ago, and she has no intention of walking away from the commitment she made to serve the people of Jersey City. She will not resign and plans to complete her full term and continuing public service. This is her spokesperson. Okay. Amy recognizes the calls that have been made for her uh, for additional information and transparency. She would very much like to address this situation more comprehensively, but there is a legal process that must play out first and she will not be making any additional public comments at this time. Statement added, as she has said previously, she is thankful that no one was seriously injured and she fully intends to speak out more when the legal process is included. She will continue working hard to serve the people who would like to hurt just as she has since she was inaugurated in January. In inter- uh, anyway, um, in an interview with NGA New Jersey Spotlight News on Monday, Jersey City Mayor Steve Fallop criticized the guy's move to leave the scene of the crash, describing that as tremendous mistake. The councilwoman at large reportedly claimed she hit her head during. Oh, she hit her head during the crash and went to a police station several hours later to report the incident after leaving the scene. She hits a guy in a bicycle destroys his bicycle, could have killed the guy. Oh, she hit her head. Yeah, she really could have killed him. (laughs) Is he under observation? I don't know. I mean, the guy, I mean, if you see the video, I'll send you the story. If you see the video, it's like I'm thinking to myself, that guy's lucky to be alive. And she leaves the scene of an accident. Well, she's, you know, I mean, I don't understand that. You know, I mean, first off, if you've ever had that happen to you, and I have had someone hit me and take off, you know, it's it's just a very how do you put it? First off, accident wasn't my fault. Guy smashes into me and then leaves, and you go like, okay, what was that all about? Of course, you you know what happens then? You end up eating it on your insurance. You know what I mean? Your insurance has to pay for the damage. Yep. Your insurance rates goes up, and then you know, and it's to the point where it's like, okay, that's I'm trying to think. what Does your insurance rates go up? Um,
0: if you haven't had anything chargeable
1: depends. In a while? Depends on the insurance company. I, to this day, have never, have never,
0: have Don't never. Don't say it.
1: No, no, I, to this Don't day, say no, it. no, I'll tell you right up front. I can say it right up front. Huh. I've never had a windshield replace on insurance. I'll eat every single windshield because of the fact that, once again, I know people in the insurance business, they talk all the time about, yeah, well, we had to cancel Mrs. Smith. Why? Because she makes 14 claims a year. Well, she, you know, like her bird bath cracked and she says that a kid hit it with a baseball. You know, her window got broken by a rock. You know, her, her, her car had a flat tire and that was because of the fact she hit a pothole. You know, it's like, eat that stuff. You know, because of the fact that if you don't, A, your rates are going to go up and B, you're going to get canceled. Because that's how insurance companies are. They're not in business to lose money. They're in business to make money. If yes. You, and people go... It's like, well, I paid my insurance. You know, I paid it every year for five years. I should get some money back. No, you don't. You don't get any money back. You know? You're know
0: lucky if you get, well, I, we're with a, we're with a different company, but we were with, um, SF and we had a claim and it pretty much was our entire home and, um, they canceled us on it. Of course
1: they canceled you. Yeah. Because of the fact that's what they do. You know, the, yeah. you listen you watch the commercials, you listen to the commercials, they're all smiling. Oh, we'd love to have you as a as a customer. And then you make a claim hey, you're a scumbag. We don't want you anymore. You're gone.
0: Well I've been with this man <laughs> for twenty years.
1: Well, I can tell you the story. I got one one worse than that. I was with one company since nineteen eighty. He
0: didn't even send a card or call and check on us.
1: I know. Well, because... I mean,
0: and this $150,000 claim came across his desk and he didn't think to pick up the phone.
1: Well, that's because, you know, he was on the golf course. Too busy. You know, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't
0: surprise you, me. So we left.
1: You, that was my guy. My guy was never at the office, ever. The three women that he hired ran the office. He was never there. And I say, That's usually the way it is. Hey, where's Danny? Who's playing golf today? I go, Does he play golf every day? Yeah. He lives on a country club. At least he did. You know, lived in a country club. And, you know, every, every day, play golf. To me, I'm not, I'm not that guy. If you tortured me, that would be, Brad, you have to play golf every day. Oh my God!
0: You can't. So, me- what do you what do you want to do in case in place of that? I would
1: see. It's I guess it's the ADD in me. I just I can't do the same stuff every day. That's why it's torture to be on air with you every day. We're, I mean it's like torturing me right now every single That's day. That's not what
0: I heard the other day.
1: <laughs> Monday through Friday, it's torture. Oh my God! It's six o'clock. I'm to be in there with Shelly again. Oh my God! It's terrible. That's
0: absolutely th- not what I heard.
1: <laughs> That's why we can only do two hours. By the way, I have. I hope hopefully this will turn out to be an interesting interview. I have an interesting thing that came up where Mike Otten sent me a picture on Friday. A picture of a business. I'm going like, okay, what's the deal with this business? Are these like are these like ha ha funny, funny people? They have like my weird sense of humor, okay? So I go on their website, and what drives me nuts about websites is you go on websites and there's a contact form, okay? And you fill in the the blanks in the contact form, and nobody ever gets back to you. Have you ever had that happen before? You fill out the contact yes, form. I and have. nobody ever replies. Okay, here you spent all this money to put up a website. You bought advertising to drive me to your website. I'm there on your website. I'm interested. There's no phone number to call. There's no, there's no address. There's no nothing on there. It just says, fill out the contact form, we'll get back with you. And you fill out the contact form, and nobody ever gets back to you. Okay, in this case... I filled out the contact form, and they asked for a cell phone number to text me back. So I filled out the contact form, and within like two minutes, I got a text. Hey, thanks for interest in blah, 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 blah business. You know, what can we help you with? And that was like a robot kind of thing. Well, then a real person started texting me, and I started asking questions. They were answering back, and pretty soon I said, I think your business is really interesting I'm a radio guy. How would you like to be on the air with me on Monday morning at 7.30? And they replied back, would love it. So at 7.30, I'm going to call a woman. Her name is Kristen. Hopefully she'll answer the phone. And she will tell you about a business, which once again, I don't know that much about the business. I only know what I read in the website, but I have lots of questions. And I have an important question. Who in the world came up with the name of this business? Exactly. Be- because it's a bizarre, weird name. And it is. Do you know and what I'm,
0: it doesn't specify anything that they do.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? Did I tell you the name of the business?
0: What, what are you talking about?
1: The pet place?
0: What are you talking about?
1: The, did I tell you the name of this business? No. Okay. You don't know what I'm talking about then. Well, I kind of do, but go on. Okay. Well, anyway, I think it's interesting because of the fact that, that the website is very well done. I fill out the contact form. Somebody immediately contacts me. I'm going like, I'm impressed. Who are these people? You know, because once again, now, see, that's why on our websites, if you go to the BS.show, BS.show website, KSLQ.com, whatever, right there, it lists my phone number. And I have people say to me, is that really your phone number? Yes, it's my phone number. It's at your cell number? Yes, that's my cell number. Aren't you afraid that people will call you? Yes, that's what I'm afraid of, that somebody might call me and might want to do business with me. You know? I mean, that's what I'm afraid of. Now, you know, once again, there was a guy who years ago I talked to who did was a guest speaker in businesses. He went around the country and talked to businesses about—and he ran a small company in Missouri, Don in Cape Girardeau specifically. I'm not going to give him free advertising uh, because, quite honestly— he was sort of a jerk to me, but that's a whole other story. Um, anyway, he gave he gave speeches to big companies. And you know what he said to him, which was interesting? What? He, he was meeting with corporate, you know, Fortune 1000 companies and stuff like that. And he said to them, have you ever called your own business number? Think about that for a minute.
0: I actually have. No, when no. I used
1: to have a business. No, but what I'm saying is. You call some of these businesses and like, if I hear, listen carefully because our options have changed. If I hear that one more time, I just want to jump through the phone. I just want to, whoever's on the other own, I just want to grab them by the throat. Going like, okay. yep." You know, like. I have
0: that same feeling about you.
1: Thank you so much. So. You're welcome. The idea being is, and he makes this point, companies spend all this money to have you do business with that company. And then when you want to do business with them, when you call them on the phone or you go on their website and you fill out a form and they don't contact you, what's that all about? You know what I mean? And to the point where his point was, and and was interesting because he talked about this all the time, that he could go into a room with like, like 100 CEOs of big companies and he would ask them, when's the last time have any of you called your 800 number in the last month and not one single guy would raise their hand. They had no idea what the user experience was. They had no idea when you called their 800 number what happened. They had no idea what the greeting said. They had no idea how you got transferred. They just had no idea. It's like
0: boss undercover.
1: What's that? It's
0: like boss undercover.
1: Right and the point being is the first contact you try to make is important because you know they talk about first impressions okay if you make it tough for somebody to do business with you you're gonna like uh, i'm not doing business i make with them. terrible first impressions like like for example i can tell you companies that i do business with I, i'll tell you one up, right up front I'll, I'll go ahead and out them right now Ameren, okay amarin you try to get a number of somebody and they will not give you a direct dial number and i've actually had them tell me we don't have direct dial numbers I have a friend of mine who used to work at Ameren. I call him up one day. Hey, do you have a direct dial number? Yeah, here's my number. Does everybody there? Yep, yeah, everybody has a direct dial number. Okay, why do when I call <laughs> the main number and I want to talk to somebody, why do I have to go through this stupid, you know, you know, bone chain. Right. And then tra- what well, hold- what used to be your bread and butter. Thank you very much. Right. Well, hold on a minute. We'll we'll, we'll transfer you. Can you give me that direct dial number? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have direct dial numbers here. So you got to start at the start every single solitary time. So I call him and he says, yeah, we all have direct dial numbers. I go, why did they tell me? I don't know. They're lying to you, I guess. Okay, right. Like companies like that, and especially like utilities where you don't have a choice. Well, you do have a choice. You could have them run wires from Quiver River. If you're in South County, you could have run wire. They can run wires. They they send a guy out who has a big spool of cable. And if you don't like Ameren, you, you call up Quiver River and they put your electricity in South County. Do you know they do that?
0: No, they do not do that. Because <laughs> you're stuck.
1: Yeah, you're stuck with Which is
0: funny. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. You can do that with cable, you can do that with telephone, but you can't do that. Well you're what we're talking about.
1: Right. With the electricity. You're stuck. You can't yeah. you, you you know, and once again <laughs> they advertise in Camo X and it drives me nuts because every time I hear they're adding Camo X, I'm thinking to myself, Okay, you're on a radio station that reaches forty two states. Within the St. Louis area, there's only a small area you can get service from Quiver River. Essentially, it's parts of St. Charles County, parts of Warren County, I guess, I don't know about Lincoln County, maybe all of Lincoln County, and parts of Pike County, okay? And what's crazy about it is, in St. Charles County, you can be on one side of the street and have Quiver River, and you can be on the other side of the street and have Ameren-UE, right? Yeah, yes, that's true. Right? Matter of fact, you have Quiver River at your house, right? I do. But you go down the street, and you make a left, into the next subdivision, they have Ameren, Correct. Correct. It's so bizarre. It's so weird. And it, it, how bizarre? Well, how bizarre? It, it dates back to the old days, what they call the REC, the Rural Electric Cooperatives, which is a whole nother story. I won't get into. But it dates back to time when, if you lived out in the country, there was no electricity, and they started these RECs to essentially sort of like the TVA kind of deal. So anyway, and these small little companies started cooperatives where they don't make any money, but yet, you know, they do make money. It's like it's like the God Squad station. It's Joy 99. We're not for profit. Yeah. And you had last year, you had a $1.6 million profit. Well, that's not a profit. That's that's just carryover. Okay. Carry over this. <laughs> right. Oh. It's like, let me carry over that $1.6 million in the next year. You know, if I had a business and I was able to carry over from one year to the next $1.6 million of cash, I would be doing the Snoopy dance. I'd be like, whoa, man, look at me. My company's doing so great. But not for profit. It's like, see, that's what drives me nuts. And don't get me going on the not-for-profits because I think Well a lot, then
0: stop talking.
1: I think a lot of them are scams.
0: They're not scams. They're Brad. scams. I'm not these saying grassroots efforts that these people I'm, are doing I'm not saying, are not scams.
1: I'm not saying all of them. Because once again, what bothers me is when they have offices nicer than me, that's not right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> they're in a nice office building fancy schmancy office building with nice furniture you know and everybody's got a nice office a private office nice desks nice computers i'm going like well you have
0: a private office
1: yeah Uh, right uh. it's nothing although it's nice you did a nice job with it but it ain't much right let's be honest it's not much
0: it's not it's not like my previous digs no
1: right it's not much but see, once again, it's the like, you know, and one, and how many times do we have people call us and say, "Hey, we're not for a profit. You should give us free advertising."
0: I do give uh, not-for-profits a percentage off.
1: But once again, the idea being, I told this story before that the one charity we're involved with, who shall remain nameless, that I took the lady took me out to lunch. We did a lot of stuff for her. Did all sorts of promotion for her for nothing. And she took me out to lunch, and she had a couple of drinks and got a little bit loose with her lips, okay? And she started talking, and she admitted to me that all the money, that every single penny that came into her charity was used to just keep the the lights on and the people paid and the, the rent paid and the phone bill paid and the electricity paid the whole bit. I go, so in other words, you're just raising money to just have an office and have staff? Well, pretty much. I go, so in other words this and this was a health care issue. I so said in other words the the issue that we're talking about you really don't do anything for that. Well, when we make additional money, we say that to the national and that's what they, they that's what they get and they help people out with that. So in other words, if you have a a bad year, no money ever goes toward the the um the uh, actual, you know, cause. No, not from us it doesn't. Okay. Guess what? I was done doing stuff for her. That was it. I'm done. And then she called me. She got mad at me. You're not doing promotions for us anymore. Hey, you told me at lunch it's paying for your salary. Why should I pay for your salary? Well, it doesn't pay. It pays for a rent. And okay, why? Whatever. You know. But guess what? I'm not doing it for free anymore. You want it? You want me to do advertising for you? Send me a check. Well, good for you. <laughs> but but once again, now, now see, there are other charities that run sl- super lean. You know, you go to their offices, they got old crappy furniture, and every penny that they can, you know, that they can generate goes toward whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's like life. You know, life's like that. Yes, it is. Some people complain, oh my God, I don't have any money. You go to their house and they got, you know, 40, 45 big screen TVs on all the walls. Just
0: because they have a lot of possessions doesn't mean that they don't have money, Brad. What now? That didn't come out right. Just because they have a lot of possessions, doesn't mean that they're that they're loaded.
1: Well, go back to to the original book that came out what twenty five years ago, The Millionaire Next Door. The guys, the people who are the real millionaires, the net worth, are the people you'd never imagine, like school teachers. Remember that was the Dave Ramsey thing. All yes. the teachers complain, oh, I don't have any money. I'm a school teacher. I don't make any money. Of the top five millionaires in the United States the of uh, categorized the top 5 categories of millionaires teachers are number 3 number 3 millionaires in the United States oh i'm a teacher i don't have any money i hardly make any money i work morning noon and night i work 7 days a week i work 365 days a year i'm i'm dedicated to teaching i'm such and i don't make any money yeah right <laughs> you're a millionaire
0: <laughs> feel better
1: no i don't
0: <laughs> 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 I, but,
1: But once again, if somebody's rich and they say, hey, Brad, I'm really rich, I want to shake that man's hand or woman's hand. Hey, congratulations for getting rich and congratulations for saying you're rich. You know, just put it out there. Yeah, I got lots of money. But the ones that drive me nuts are the ones that say they're broke and they're driving around in a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a little sketch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's at a point where if you're if you if you're broke and you, and you, say, you, know, you say you're know broke, you don't have any money, you live in Ladue, and you joined you belong to the Missouri Athletic Club, and your kids are all going away to private colleges, don't tell me you're broke. Because you ain't, right? Pretty much. But if you own a couple of radio stations, you're sitting there in the morning talking to Shelly on the radio, and you're sitting there doing the show in your underwear, then you're broke. Okay.
0: Ooh, look, <laughs> 726.
1: Our guest's coming up. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You ready? This is going to be, once again, I'm going to tell you, this is either going to be a, the world's best interview or it's going to go nowhere. Okay. We we'll just have to wait and see.
0: I'm so excited.
1: 726. Yep. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together, we make BS. Our web address is BS.show. That is very complicated. I know we have people. Just last week, I had some guys say, uh, is your address BS.show.com? No, it's BS.show. .show is one of the new top-level domains, so we are bs.show. Shelly, are you there? I'm here. Okay, here we go. I'm jumping off a cliff, and we'll see if my parachute opens or if I make a safe landing, okay? I'll, uh-huh. te- I'll tell the story. Ma- a Friday morning, after I got off the air, Mike Otten, who works with us here at the radio station, who is a great guy. helped. He is a hit. very good man. In the past year, he has helped me out more than he ever should have helped me out, and I truly appreciate his help. He's out and about on the roads all the time. And he sends me a picture of a business. And I went, what in the world is this? So I go look it up online. And I find out what kind of business is. I go on the website. We talked about this earlier. I filled out a contact form. Somebody responds to me within a couple of minutes. And I say, I would love to talk to you about your business on my radio show. Are you interested? And they said, yes. And amazingly... That very person is here right now. I'm going to push this button and do this. And Kristen, are you, you hear me okay? I'm here. Kristen, give me your last name, Kristen. I don't even know your last name.
2: My last name's Dur. Spell that for me. Yeah, D like dog. U H R.
1: Dur. D U R R.
2: D U H R.
1: D U H R. Okay. You bet. Okay. The picture that Mike Otten sent me is your location. You were what, in Valley Park?
2: Yes, sir. We are um, we're we're right next door, actually, to Sugar Fire behind the Starbucks at one forty one and forty four.
1: I can't get away from Sugar Fire. Okay, that's all. <laughs> that, that's an inside joke. Okay, um, and the name of your business is Are you ready for this? Cheap pricks, right? You got it. <laughs> okay, so, loud
2: and clear. <laughs> so,
1: at first, I thought to myself, what does cheap pricks do? P P-R-I-C-K, r i <laughs> c k c h e a p p r i c k s. Okay, first off tell us what you do that you call yourself cheap pricks
2: you bet so in a in a world where everything is so expensive we uh, we're really passionate about trying to provide options for the community for their pets to keep them well so cheap pricks is a affordable prevention slash wellness clinic we do all things to keep your pets well um, so the, by definition, um, the word "prick" is actually, um, you know, a, a very sharp object pricking the skin, and so naturally, that seems like a wonderful opportunity for us to put a spin on things, bringing something serious to the market, but also uh, with a little fun added to it.
1: It's so, so it's, is this your idea or whose idea was Is The name yeah, of cheap Pricks. Yeah. So you bet. This is so you. So it
2: took us, yeah, it took us, um, both myself and my business partner, Matt Bowler. Um, we, we've been working together as a team for about, uh, 15 years and, um, we have, we have, we have a number of different businesses, but this one is our most recent and, um, it really just seemed fitting, uh, when, when we were combining, you know, our, our experience, and um, you know, things are things are kind of crazy right now in the veterinary industry, and we just figured this would be a really great way for us to not only market and capture people's attention, but also to pre- be able to provide something really affordable, reasonable, and um, and wonderful to the community.
1: We're talking with Kristen Durr. I get that right, Kristen Durr, correct? You
2: got it, yes.
1: From Cheap Pricks. Okay, now. (laughs) Oh, now. now, uh, It's
2: a common thing that everyone laughs and most people say, what did you say? Okay. They ask us to repeat ourselves because it's like, I just want to make sure that I'm hearing this correctly.
1: <laughs> well, see, maybe I have an affinity for what you're doing here because I own a radio station, and the call letters issued by the FCC are crap, K-R-A-P, and people do the same thing. <laughs> your, your call letters are crap? Is that for, is that for real? Yes, I have an FCC <laughs> license that says my call letters are K-R-A-P, crap, okay? And the reason I did that was... Once I tell people my call letters, nobody ever forgets them, you know? Of course. Right. Okay. So now are you veterinarians?
2: No, we are not. Uh, We are actually just a management company for the veterinarian. So um, lots of opportunities for this business to grow um, in the sense that uh, essentially any veterinarian can come to us and own a location. Um, So we, we expect to um, throw this up all over, all over North America and and maybe beyond um, because what we are providing is something that is essentially almost impossible. If you're, if you've got a dog or a cat, you can get everything that they need to keep them well for about $130 for the year.
1: Okay. So, so right now you have just the one location, correct? Correct. And so do you have veterinarians that work at that location?
2: Yes, we sure do. Every time we're open.
1: So in other words, and what your deal is, can you just walk in? Do you have to have an appointment? Can you just walk in? Hey, my dog needs shots.
2: Yeah, so um, you can go to our website, uh, cheappricks.com, and it's super easy. All you do is type in a couple of small bits of information about your pet, and boom, you can create an appointment in less than 30 seconds.
1: And is it like... Two months from now or when
2: no no it's, it's sometimes it's same day um it's usually always within the same week um we have some different hours than the traditional of uh, at hospitals just because we feel that you know if you're If you're really trying to make sure that you're able to save money, then naturally you're probably going to be working during normal business hours. So our hours are Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the evenings from 4 until 8 p.m., and then we're open Thursdays all day from 12 until 8 p.m., and um, Sundays we're open from 8 until 4.
1: So you're not open seven days a week then?
2: We are not open seven days a week. The business just launched in January, so we're doing a um, we're sort of just a slow grow, uh, making sure that we nail down the the details, and we've got we can make sure we get people in and out efficiently, and um, and then that way it allows for the pets to be in there for a much you know shorter period of time, which leads to less anxiety and you know less frustration from the owner. So it's been absolutely absolutely one of the most rewarding experiences yet.
1: Okay, so now here's my dumb question. Is it just vaccinations and things like that? Or if my dog's sick or if my dog breaks a leg and needs surgery, do I still call you?
2: So, great question. Um, We have lots of access for a lot of things. one thing that we really we, we've helped out a lot with are um, dogs who get heartworm. Um, we're able to to provide some treatment there, and then we move them over to a partner veterinarian and and have them helped uh, finish the rest of the way with them. Um, but the things that we pretty much are you know try to trying to stick with right now are going to be your annual vaccines. Um, we're going to be doing things like just basic testing, so heartworm testing, fecal testing. We do um, all your blood work, so senior wellness panels, you know, and the things that, um, you know, gives you a baseline, right? We want to be able to say, hey, right now we think your pet's healthy. Here's what things are looking like. Here's how they're functioning. Um, Then you can take that, to another veterinarian if you have a problem later. Um, but all of your records are all online. You can easily just hop on and on our portal and collect everything that you need. Um, so we do uh, all your heartworm and flea and tick medications. Um, we see some skin things. Um, we've also we also do some fun things like anal gland expression right? That's always fun. Um, <laughs> nail trims, right? So we do a lot of things that are services that, um, you know, perhaps someone's veterinarian that they've been going to regularly also does, but the industry itself is in a crisis. And, um, and I can kind of go into that if you're interested, but the, um, with the ind- industry itself being in a crisis, the problem that they're facing right now and your general, and your general practice is that, um, they have so many people bringing in their pets that not only are they sick and then some of them are well, and then some of them need x-rays and so on and so forth. So they're, they're doing so many things underneath one roof that your patients are having to either be turned away for the most basic of things, the things that we are offering and they're having to, you know, or they're having to go, you know, wait, you know weeks sometimes months you know to be able to get in so this really creates a now opportunity for people you know if you're traveling and you need to get out of town quickly um, we've got availability and we're able to help immediately
1: so and, and let me ask you one other weird question Obviously, with radio stations, we make money by selling advertising to clients, and sure. there are certain fields that are getting bought up. For example, HVAC companies are getting bought up by these big companies out of town. Uh, dentists are being bought up by these big companies out of town. I heard vets are the same deal. Is that true? Yeah,
2: it is. In fact, um, it's 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 quite honestly uh, one of the one of the more devastating situations I think and I don't think that the community is really well aware of what's going on so in a nutshell um you know if you were a veterinarian you you know years ago you know you opened up a practice and you you ran it all yourself and you or maybe you had a partner and now you know what's happened is these big corporations are buying out these veterinarian, um, these hospitals and, you know, the people that have been working there and have dedicated their lives are, you know, essentially they're, they're now just a number, right? No one's feelings matter anymore. You're being overworked. You're being underpaid. Um, you are being pulled in a lot of different directions. And so, um, you know, but, but these corporations are offering such a large amount of money to the veterinarian that owns the practice that it's hard to walk away from. And many of them are at at the brink of retirement. So this makes sense. So, um, so anyway, so that's really created a problem for not only the the employees working, but also for the customers, because what's happened is, you know, now the price of everything has gone up so high that, you know, the average person is having a very difficult time just maintaining basic wellness for their pets. And, um, you know, and so what's ending up happening is the, 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 the biggest problem not not as if that's not enough is that now we have an, an enormous influx of of unwanted and homeless pets because people cannot afford to care for them appropriately and you know this problem is not going to get any better it's 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 absolutely gotten worse and then of course you know if we want to really if we want to bring covid into it that has absolutely created another huge um that's, an, that's been another really big factor in uh, in this whole entire problem. So it's it's very unfortunate. Um, it's it's really our, our it's our passion to be able to provide people with the, the opportunity to you know give them what is is necessary in order to to, to keep the animal well. Um, you know at at, at at a very affordable price.
1: That's Kristen Durr. She's uh, her and her partner. What's your partner's name again?
2: My partner's name is Matthew Bowler.
1: And I've looked at the pictures. Can I be nosy? Yeah, are you two more than just partners in business?
2: <laughs> Funny, um, no, we are not. We're actually both married to other individuals, but we have a history together. Um, actually, what brought us together was uh, was was our relationship. Um, we were together for uh, a, a, about ten years or so. Um, but he is no no doubt he's he's definitely uh, he's a, a, a very important person in my life, obviously. Um, but we are we are actually with with other individuals. Oh, I, I don't
1: mean to be nosy on that, but I no, looked
2: No, I, not at all. I not at, at the all.
1: I looked at the pictures and I'm like, to my Okay, this this is like this is like <laughs> they they're like they're like a couple. You know what I'm no, saying?
2: We're like long lost brother and sister is really what it is. Oh, is that what it is? That's okay. really what it is. We're like we 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 just connect. We 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 know, you know what the other one is thinking and so, you know, we've had we've had that before. People see pictures of us and so it's like, "Oh, they must be together." In a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, 15 years ago, yeah, for sure. Not anymore. No. Are you no, sh- we are. We, we're married with kids now.
1: Are you sure about that now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely sure. Uh,
1: okay, I you think
2: know. both of our partners would agree.
1: Okay, you know, you know what? I'm the guy that I'm like the TMZ guy. I want to know the real story. You know what I'm saying? Of
2: course. <laughs> yeah, I'm always happy to give that real story. We were a thing. We were a thing, but now we're just best best
1: okay. friends. Okay, right. Okay, I'll move on. Okay, so the name of the business is Cheap Pricks. You're right there on in Valley Park. You're in that little shopping center just to the south of 44 on 141. Matter of fact, you're right behind Ruby Tuesdays, if people know where that's yes, at, right? Yes, we are. Right. Yes, and we are. Across the street from, from what is that, the Drury Inn, and there's a, what, a Bob Evans right there in the corner of 141? There is. Yeah. Yes, yes, right. absolutely. Right. And you're right next to Sugar Fire. Did you know Sugar Fire spends tons of money with us in the radio station advertising? advertise? Did you know that? Do
2: they really? No, they yeah, don't. Yeah, we love them. No, <laughs> they don't. Well, they never- we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to get them in there.
1: They've never spent a penny with us.
2: I think they Food probably uh, speaks for itself. There's always a line three-quarters of the way out the door every day.
1: Which, once again, I'm thinking to myself, that's why they don't advertise. Kristen, <laughs> it's been wonderful. If people find out more. And by the way, we just talked about dogs, but you do cats and things like that as well, too, yeah, right? Yeah, we sure okay. do.
2: Dogs and cats. You bet.
1: Right. Cheap P-R-I-C-K-S, dot com. Not one.
2: that kind of prick. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Not the, in other words, if you were a woman and you went out on a date and the guy was a cheapskate, you would call him a cheap prick, right? But you're gotcha. not, you're not that wine kind. Of,
2: we're not that kind.
1: Okay. I got you. Okay. We're the good kind of prick. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: You're very welcome. I appreciate you. Y'all have a great rest of your day.
1: Uh, bye bye. Okay. Shelly, are you there? I am. <laughs> what do you think of her? <laughs>
0: I thought she was lovely.
1: <laughs> would you take your dog there?
0: Um, actually, I I probably would have done it three weeks ago because that's when I just got both of my dogs their shots.
1: <sighs> well, it's right next to Sugar Fire. You go <laughs> drop your dog that's off. That's on
0: one forty one, isn't it? Yeah, and go. It's, it's that Sugar Fire. Yeah,
1: it's on one forty one, just south of forty four in Valley Park. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you get off the, if you're going, if you're, if you, if you're going east on 44, you get off the end of the ramp and you make a right and then you make another right and it's right there. I mean, literally, you make two rights in a row and you go down a little road. On the one side is the Drury and the other side's Ruby Tuesdays. You come to the end of that little road. There's a stop sign there. You make a left and you go up there and, you know, and, and it's a, there's a strip center that goes between, it goes between, um, Well, anyway, it's right there, right off 141 and 44. You can't miss it. Interesting. So thank you, Mike Otten, for sending me that picture. Um, Interesting, because of the fact there's another profession that is being eaten up by the big boys. And once again, we unfortunately see that. It's like the Hoffmans. You know, they come in and buy everything in town. We're going to be the worst, worst, nicest people around. And then once they buy everything, their prices go up 4,000%. You know what I'm saying?
0: I do know what you're saying.
1: Who are you texting?
0: Somebody who just called me, I'm telling him I'm on the air.
1: <laughs> they don't know that? Not everybody knows me, that I'm on the air. Give me their number. I'll call them and tell them you're on the air. Okay? What's the number? Go Give it to me over the air.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. It's 740. Oh, I would. 748. It is BS.show. Shelley is thinking things that aren't quite right.
0: I never think of things that aren't quite right.
1: You accused me of something on I'm that you, on that I'm last interview.
0: Literally on point.
1: No, no. Dead
0: on balls accurate. Have,
1: have do me a favor. Go to the what? website and look have you looked at the, the, the cheap pricks website? No. Go to the website and you'll see what I'm saying. And and what's interesting was I was right. There's something about those two that's like, okay, they they're just more than business partners. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you, you, you got to go, go to the website. Go look at it.
0: I am going See, to the website, what, sir.
1: What, what's fascinating to me is that when, and I looked at the website just when I went in the last break. We're talking about the interview we had last break, which was Lady Kristen Durr, who her and her partner run this. It's the first, hopefully many, according to, their, according to them, of this place called Cheap Prick's. And it's a place it's a vet place. and what they specialize is they specialize in inoculations, vaccines, shots, and things like that on the cheap. and they've got a price list on there. You can, I mean, like okay, i don't I don't have a dog, so okay, I'm go to the website. okay, if I go to the website, here it is right here. Okay, heartworm test. What do you usually pay for a heartworm test? Do you know?
0: Um do you I don't know about the test, but the medicine is outlandish. I okay. think I had to pay. I think they asked for $240 okay. for my heartworm medication for one of my dogs.
1: Rabies, one year, $24. Rabies, three year, $25. Bordetella? I don't know. What is that? What is Bordetella? It's when you board them. They get this little disease. Okay, $24. Leptopresis? Do you know what that is? Lepto. No clue. $24. Canine influenza, $32. Lyme disease, $32. Dappy, what is D-A-P-P-Y? Or D A P P V. What is D A P P V? I don't know. Twenty four bucks, okay. Dog testing, heartworm test, twenty four dollars. Fecal test, twenty four dollars.
0: Yeah, how much are their medications? Uh,
1: I'm looking additional services. Microchips, twenty eight bucks. An exam's twenty eight bucks. Nail trims, twenty dollars. Anal gland expression, I need that. Twenty bucks.
0: T- dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, are those cheap prices or what?
0: Yeah, they seem pretty reasonable. Okay. See. They need to make this um, um the the font bigger.
1: See, what bothers me is these big companies, and they, like I said, they started out, you know, like for example, you we met with that guy that that bought all the the um that bought all the H V A C companies. Remember we met with him a long right. time ago. Yes. What was his name? You remember his name? I do. What's his name?
0: Um. Well, now you made me forget it.
1: By the way, I did remember four six seven two six five zero 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 nine zero four eight. That was my. First oh, that was card. bothering you, wasn't it? It was uh, for a minute. I forgot it. Okay. Okay. So in other words, what's happening is, and what, if I'm not mistaken, he bought a bunch of small mom and pop a HVAC companies and turned it into one company. And somebody told me he got bought out by an even bigger company. It's like well, it's good like, for him. Well, but maybe not, because the problem with it is when you call like. Like, for example, they call them mom and pops. There's a difference between mom and pops and Walmart. When you have a problem in a mom and pop, like our radio station, you call up, and if let's say something didn't go right for you. You call up and you talk to me. I'm the owner. I fix it. Okay? I take care of business pretty darn quick. If you have a problem with Walmart, guess what? You could end up being on the phone for three months and never talk to the person in charge. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think that's bad. But what do I know? Hey, it's almost time for us to leave. Shelly, it's been a slice of heaven. Is that what you always say?
0: It it is. (laughs) Because it has been. I always have fun with you on the air until you make me mad. And then I don't know if I want to hug you or throat punch you.
1: You know, I could use a couple throat punches. I haven't been throat punched really recently. First day.
0: I can make that happen.
1: First day of the first week of the first day of the month. We're starting fresh today, there, right?
0: There will never be another day like today.
1: <laughs> right. In more ways than one. And tomorrow's Absolutely. election day. And Mike Otten just gave me a couple things to talk about, but we don't have time anymore because we're almost up against the top of the hour. And I can't Mike, blow. I'm so
0: glad you're part of the team. You two, smartest woman in the world.
1: Yeah. Well, smartest woman in the world's mad at me again. So you,
0: you kind of, she sent me I a, don't know, separate us.
1: She sent me a nasty gram early this morning. So anyway... <laughs> What would it say? I can't read it because it was nasty. Okay, say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye,
0: Shelly. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly.
1: 759.
2: Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.